This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bahumia, everyone. Bahumia. Bahumia. Ooh. Angry. Good. Yeah. Game face. I'm your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, surefoot. Emily Axford. Moonshine Sabin. Glad to be here. Oh, <laughs> very nice. <laughs> I had a whole nother one planned, and then I just, all of a sudden, I was like, no, I got to talk about Glad. You no. got to go uh, with your inspiration, yeah. and of course, Caldwell Tanner. Beverly Togold V, uh, just a simple lad from Gladeron, here to help his good friend murder my former role model. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought there was a rhyme. <laughs> just stating our name and our purpose. <laughs> There's no time oh, for rhymes. That's a nice one. <laughs> just a paragraph a nice mission idea. statement. Moonshine Sabin, here to make friends, but also sometimes not make friends. <laughs> here to make friends or murder former friends. <laughs> yeah, you guys make did friends, for, murder foes. It was like that's episode great. 11 or something that you guys were Glad's friends. Yeah. Although I guess uh, Hard One hated him from the beginning. Uh, yeah, I always did. Hard, gotta bu- trust hard him. Bun. <laughs> <laughs> This guy, he's going to do something to fuck over my mother. I know it. <laughs> All right, Run. guys. You are our compass. do a little recap. Woo. So last week, you guys joined the Bastards of Nun and began sailing towards Ember Heaven. Along the way, Moonshine did a little scrying on Galad Roselle and learned that the widow, oh, a.k.a. Hard One's mom, was currently trapped in his cursed sword. You eventually arrived at a hidden cave away from the prying eyes of the city, but found that another Another boat was docked there. You engaged with the tricky wizards who were hiding inside only for one of them to betray the others and help you. This wizard introduced himself as Erdan, a professor at the University of Wizardry in Cladeholm. He informed you that there was a cabal of mages called the Grave Robbers who were aiding Galad Roselle in his plot to bring war to the material plane. The Grave Robbers have hidden teleportation circles around Bohemia through which Galad will send creatures to ransack the cities not controlled by Thiala. 
Erdan told you that he was brought into the grave robbers late and only had time to alert one person he could trust to try to get out a warning to the other cities. Later, Erdan privately confessed to Moonshine that he knows her father, the headmaster at the university. When he and Mima first had their affair, Erdan encouraged Jolene to leave so that Moonshine's father could stay in Gladeholm. Trashy. A little trashy. Uh, later, her leaving caused a rift between Moonshine's parents, further complicating the mm. current standoff between the High Elves and the Crick Elves. Trashy, but juicy. It's some drama. <laughs> it's, it's pretty juicy, I'll be honest. Stop enjoying my drama. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hard One had a private moment and prayed to his father, promising to make up for his mistakes and make things right. In response, he saw a lightning bolt in the otherwise quiet sky. Later, Erdan told you of a gathering during the next blood moon in Emberheaven that all of the grave robbers would be attending to receive their orders. You planned to attend in disguise and look for an opportunity to confront Glad. And that's where we are now. Quick question about Erdan. Yeah. Um, what kind of like, are we getting like a hot professor vibe from him? He's definitely a hot professor. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, he's hot. I mean, all elves are hot. They've got this kind of like ageless quality I guess to them. He's just really mm -hmm. not my type. He's probably not your type. He's more of the um, um, bookish uh -oh. type. Mm. Yeah, he might. Be, uh oh, he might be Bev's type. Honestly, <laughs> I like an intimidating woman. <laughs> but he, <laughs> I don't know. You're if, a crag me to Trist. Type. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you like you like in a um, a young woman and a um, a big buff awful bodyguard. No, I like older women. <laughs> true, that's yeah. true. Remember we we were almost gonna fight for Luna. Yeah, oh. we're gonna fight for Luna. This also is Shay, that really white hair. What this adventure is all about is figuring exactly <laughs> what each of our types is. Yeah, I would say that Erdan. Is, it's hairy women. <laughs> Erdan, Erdan is like the professor who has a problematic relationship with uh, a young woman in like a CW show or something. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Cool. I see. Right. I see, I see, um, I see. But he is definitely, I mean, Moonshine, you know that he's friends with your father and Mima, so you know he's at least like. At least like fifty or sixty years old, probably older. <laughs> yeah. Um, but elves, you know, they live to be hundreds of years old. So it is what it is. Uh, so you guys are in this smuggler's cave outside of Emberheaven. You've got uh, the mage's ship here, uh, full of these uh, dead wizard bodies, um, as well as your own ship uh, with your crew, the bastards of none aboard. Uh, you guys have just slept through the night. You guys all um, converge on your boat. And Erdan goes, uh, we have a little while, but um, at the first signs of daylight, uh, we were told to arrive quietly at the shore, and then we were to be given an escort. So, All right, what's the dress code for this party? <laughs> uh, to look exactly like the elves that you killed. Otherwise, um, they'll just kill you on sight. Cool. Okay, okay. strict. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be this hot sorceress. <laughs> <laughs> Libella, yes, not a bad yeah. idea. I start cutting off her hair. <laughs> oh, oh, I was going to cast a spell, but yeah. <laughs> She's <laughs> good. Yeah, I would save the slots, you yeah. know. She's right. very DIY. I might also cast a spell if that's okay. <laughs> if you think yeah, you need I'm it, I look just... at Hard One and Beverly like he's an idiot. I, I give you a bad thumbs up, but I mean it. Full on scalping a dead body. <laughs> Might be a nice backup. Balnor heaves over the side. <laughs> uh, Beverly is currently uh, minor illusioning a pair of pinsnez on his face, too. <laughs> Hi. Uh, hey, um, 
Do you wear glasses normally, or...? Oh, uh, just for reading, you know. <laughs> okay. I just thought it would help the disguise. Right. Yeah. Um, you know I'm over 300 years old, right? What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Good. I'm, okay. okay. We're just so we're all clear. <laughs> I shake his hand. <laughs> he shakes her hand. Teacher's pet. <laughs> I fiddle with the pince nez. <laughs> How do you keep these going with the air? <laughs> <laughs> they keep sliding down. They're too big. <laughs> Normally you'd have like a prescription and a doctor would fit them to you, but you're kind of just putting them on. I made them too thick. Yes. <laughs> I can't see through them. <laughs> Uh, so if you'd like, if you'd like to put on some of these robes, I can cast a spell and um, make us look as close as possible to yes, the elves I, that you killed. I had one thing I wanted to do before we left. Is that okay? Of course. Can I look around? You know, there were um, skeletons on this. I'm assuming that there's some sort of like light weaponry on here. Hmm. That the skeletons were going to be using? They were more here just to, uh, we use them as workers just to uh, sail the boat. Is there no light weaponry on here? I'm sorry, we're wizards, we don't have... What about weapons. the what about the bastards of nuns ship? Oh, I'm sure. They oh, can. you yeah. mean like uh, like a big old weapon? They've got like a ballista. I don't need a fancy like a, weapon. Just a small weapon. Like a dagger to conceal. What are you looking for? Dagger. Hmm. Um, oh, something that's, yeah. something that's easy for each of us to carry. Yeah, you hmm. um you, you guys go up to the bastards of nuns. Says like, oh yeah, I got a fucking extra dagger. Um, goes in <laughs> yeah. like lifts up um the bottom daggers. of her pant leg. Um, has like two daggers on <laughs> her <laughs> ankle. Wow, hands it to you. Those ones seem personal to you. Nah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah, just ten gold. All right. Uh, oh. Remember what I intimidatingly told you <laughs> oh, yesterday? Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, you might want to check that. Save us. All right. You take, I'm going to give you 10 daggers. gold, but you know what? <laughs> it's going towards public works. Hey, you know what? I appreciate it. Okay. Uh, Erdan, will, will your spell allow us to conceal our normal weaponry, or are we going to need to... Uh, yes, stuff. just wear it on your person, okay. and it'll be fine. Gotcha. Okay, so what I would like to do is, and this is just a little bit of insurance, and I'm putting this out there, no one has to wear this, okay? Because obviously it's an invasion of your privacy in a way. I would in- like invade to, away. I would like to turn these three daggers into scrying daggers and Ooh. give them to Balnor, Hardwan, and Beverly. So if anything happens, if we have to split up, I can... You can scry your guys. Clock, I can scry my guys. Sweet. <laughs> so you um you activate Rosaline for the scry first time ever. On your guys. <laughs> you activate uh, Rosaline for the first time ever. Yeah. Um, and you um, do a little incantation. You hold the sword over these daggers, and um, after about I would say it takes you about ten minutes per dagger. Um, but you have these sister. Uh, daggers to your sword um, that now sister, you can... Sister for my mister, sister misters. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. What a great name. <laughs> I don't know what this is in reference to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's all good. Thank um, you so you, much. You pass out the daggers yeah, to and again, um, Balnor, uh, Hard One, and Beverly. This is you something you can opt into. I want you to know that this is, I'm not trying to... I opt right in, life. I put the dagger in my back pocket, right down my ass crack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm actually having a hard time seeing with the thick amount of hair down there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I put mine, like, right down the front. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing obstructing this. <laughs> Easy access. Uh, I have one more question for Erdan before we depart. Yeah. Um, did you meet Tess, by the way? Did you get a chance to meet her? 
Ah, uh, Tez, so nice to meet you. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Um, gives him, uh, like a side handshake and then brings him in. Oh, yes, this is fine. <laughs> you got like a fucked up little skeleton cat. Yes, that's my familiar. I brought her back from the dead. It's quite amazing. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's like a fucking skeleton. You guys, look at look at him. He's got like a weird little fucking cat. He's a yeah. fucking cat lady. Let's get him. Start calling him cat lady. <laughs> easy, everyone. Go easy. Okay, Raz's aside, Let's... I just thought it'd be nice for y'all to meet because um, Tess and her crew are, are trying to sail uh, as far west as they can, but they're having some trouble with the monsters, and I was wondering if you could maybe help them when we get back uh, to set up some like protective runes or something like they have around their town. You seem like someone who might be capable of that with your, your great wisdom. Uh, you see, he nods and he goes, yeah, I could throw a couple runes up, I suppose. Uh, and you see Tess punches him. Yeah, you fucking will, cat lady. Uh, starts <laughs> shaking lady. him. Meow, meow. <laughs> meow. If, he, if, he didn't, if he wasn't willing to do this, I would sympathize with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to like make sure we took care of that before we go. Uh, okay. Any of these, uh, there's like healing potions on any of these boats. I will say the wizards definitely have fucking healing potions. Yeah. They definitely brought along some stuff. Um, I will. I want like a real funky necromantic, uh, necromantic healing potion. Go ahead and roll a pure luck check, d twenty, um, and I will tell you. No matter what, you'll get a health potion or two. Twelve. Hmm. Twelve. Okay, middling. Uh, so <laughs> a little better than middling. Give me a little credit. <laughs> I will say that there are um, there were five of them, so there are five greater healing potions um, on there. Uh, and then I'll say that uh, the one, the uh, Libella, the main lady, uh, brought a superior healing potion for herself. Um, <gasps> so you got um, five greater healings and one superior healing. All right, should How we, we want to divvy these up? up? Yeah. Why don't we, I mean, I got heals. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm happy to hang on to like a uh, a regular one and the greater. Yeah, you the take the one. superior one. Because well, I so think I can help you guys if, if or myself. Yeah, knows. in your current state, uh, you're a little death proof, which oh, might be nice. True. Yeah, so I'll be, I can I'll be able to help you guys. Great. Yeah, why don't yeah hang on to them all. Should all I'll of them. Keep them all. We should keep uh, one on our. Person. Okay, yeah, we'll yeah, just each in case get you run one. Out of, yeah. Okay. Balmor should have one. might have should have more than one too. Yes. I think. Okay. So maybe okay. one for me, one for Bev, two for Balnor, rest for you. Okay. Great. Perfect. Balnor has two greater healing potions. Um, one of you guys take the uh, superior one so that, unless you guys want Balnor to have the superior one. I think a uh, hard one. I'll take okay. it. I'll remember. Cool. So I have a greater and a superior? Yes. Um, and the rest of you guys have a greater. Um, I wow. have one question. Yes. Uh so the way that these scrying swords work, it's more something that I can I can like spy on them. And you don't not... even need to cast a spell. You essentially now just have walkie talkies with those guys. But are they walkie talkies? Like, should I also have? Should I also make one for myself? No, Rosaline does it. Oh, yeah. I see. So she can communicate with us too. You guys, she can't communicate with you guys, but you guys could Everything like send say. her a message. Got it. Okay. I so see. if like one of you guys went ahead. And just like said out loud, like uh, I'm in the room, nobody's here. Moonshine would hear it because she can scry on you. Can we it. test him out? I hold it up to my ear. Okay, I, uh, I hold Rosaline up to my ear. You see a vision of Again, Beverly like holding a, like a sword. Like a mom, like a mom uh, making dinner, talking to someone. On Careful the phone. with the sharp object. Your ear is already infected. But <laughs> uh, I pierce see, the other ear. Yeah, you see Beverly cut himself. Ow. Yep, I think it works. Yep, that seems very Beverly. 
Um, and Balnor goes, I don't want to be, uh, you know, a, a Debbie Downer here, but should we leave uh, Hard One's coffin here just in case everything goes to shit and Absolutely. one of us can maybe live? Is this the most strategic place to leave it? That would be the question. How close are we to, let's say, the castle? Uh, you're a mile away from the city. Hard One, how fast can you run a mile? Well, he uh. would be a mist. How fast can miss like mile. Once he once he rematerializes. I uh, instantly. <laughs> instantly. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I think wow. it's near instant. Zero wow. point zero. <laughs> zero point zero. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I Don't. think this will be fine then. <laughs> Sweet. Um. So you see, Tess. Tess goes. Uh, we'll hang out here for a couple days. If you don't come back, uh, you know. I think if Hard One comes back and we don't, that's the signal. <laughs> right on. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, shall we go to the masquerade? Let's do it. All right. Sweet. Um, so, uh, okay. does Papa have a mask? He's uh, he's in in my cloak. Oh, sure. Yeah. They okay. were wearing cloaks, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in my wizard robe. So you guys um, go around the um, elven boat, the one that had all the mages on it, um, and you strip the corpses. You take their robes. You put them on. Erdan uh, gathers you guys around, and he casts this spell called Seeming. Um, which alters your appearance. Um, it can't totally change your size, but it changes it a bit. So Balnor and uh, Bev look like the shortest possible believable elf. I'm so tall! Like a four foot five elf. <laughs> this is crazy! <gasps> but we are just towering over everyone. We are colossi. Just full on in Hard One's stomach. Like not even, <laughs> dude, are we the same size right now? No, we're not even close. Hard I One. Time. What happened? What did you, I, I grabbed her. And, what did you do to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has made you a little bit shorter. You guys are pretty close now. <laughs> what have you fucking done, you monster? I, I've saved your life, all right? It's... I, I'm sorry, Erdan. I, I think I'm kind of the same. <laughs> yes, well, you're, uh, Part high elf, right? So. Oh, could you make me something different just for fun of it? Oh, how about a tiefling? Uh, no. <laughs> All right. We're, okay. We're the, uh, you know what? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. No dumb questions. Well, I, <laughs> feels like we miss 100% of the shots we also take. Well, that, no, would, be a, that, that would be a conversation. We are, we are the, the team of grave robbers from Glade Home, so we all need okay. to be high elves. Cool. Watch me dunk. I try and dunk. Wait a second. <laughs> you just Did hit you all the rim. turn me into a. I look for the gap in my teeth. Uh, you have no gap. <gasps> I'm hideous. Don't look at me, hard one. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. You look. You look great. Uh, <laughs> I'm like trying to pry my teeth apart. Wait, you see, Papa's disgusting. a little skeleton, Papa. Me, me, me. Okay, that's fly as hell. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna lie, Papa. Papa looks good. Oh, yeah. We have kind of a cool necromancer thing going, yeah. right? How, do, how does my pierced ear look? <laughs> uh, it looks um, infected, but in like a necromancy way. Ooh, oh, it's like a gauge. It's got like black smoke coming out of it. Yes. That, will, a, that oh, will kill you in the end. I have a smoke ring earring. Yeah. That's so good. I think I'm like, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, this is this is cool. I'm fine with this. And then I grab some dirt and just put on some freckles, <laughs> some makeup freckles. It's like a smoky freckle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, no, I didn't change anything. I'm good. So shall we take a, a dinghy? Yeah. Absolutely. Sweet. Um, so you guys uh, lower a smaller boat, a little dinghy from uh, your big boat. Uh, you guys all get in, and you take your boat 
out on to the quiet sea. You see that the blood moon has begun to rise, uh, but with the ever-present black fog of Shadowfell, it barely breaks the clouds. Uh, even so, the dark sea is lit up by streaks of red as you row towards Emberheaven. Um, as you approach the city, uh, you can see it more clearly. The peak is hidden amongst the black clouds. Buildings with gothic architecture line the side of the mountain uh, as ghosts and ghouls wander the roads. Uh, some monsters from the main road are crossing the giant bone bridge into the city uh, while a huge mass is gathering outside in front near the road. Uh, so you guys park your boat near a small cave on the rocky shore at the base of the mountain. And you see a ghostly knight, uh, like incorporeal, but he's got um, like a floating suit of black armor or just like a breastplate really and a helm, um, comes up to greet you. Uh, and he goes, this way and no wizard funny business. You're being watched. There is nothing funny about death. I think in that we can agree, my good sir. <laughs> uh, you <laughs> You hear Erdan in your head go, that was so good. You're such a good necromancer. Oh, I got praise from teacher. Uh, and you guys Brown see um, this uh, ghostly knight um, takes you guys into the mountain. So you enter a cave and are immediately hit uh, by a wave of heat and the sounds of clanging metal. Uh, the inside of the mountain has essentially been turned into this giant war forge uh, straight out of Lord of the Rings. Whoa. Big hulking beasts hammer crude weapons as smaller goblin-like monsters work the forge, blowing huge waves of fire. Uh, you see carts full of these terrifying crooked weapons uh, being filled up and carted out. Um, and you see uh, this uh, shadowy knight, this shadow guard leads you to a crude elevator. Um, it looks like something you'd see um, from like a window washer or something. Mm -hmm. um, just a wooden platform uh, <laughs> attached to a series of pulleys that go straight up. Can we say that while we're on the dinghy, I cast aid on everyone? Sure. So everyone's got five extra hit points. So you see uh, the shadow guard um, nods to an undead giant um, who begins turning a crank that begins pulling you up. Uh, and you're lifted up, up through the mountain at the various levels of the cave. Uh, you see more and more of these monsters mining and blacksmithing. The heat is very intense until finally the cavern narrows um, and you reach the top. You get out onto a platform and are met by two more shadow guard uh, who take you through a doorway and you have entered Emberheaven Castle, the Great Hall. And as I described to you before when you were scrying on Galad, it is truly a dark reflection of Glateron Castle. You see rows of long banquet tables where other grave robbers are sitting, uh, these wizards in purple robes and black masks. Uh, the mages are all divided up uh, by the cities that they represent. Um, so you see a table of dwarves, uh, frost dwarves, one of halflings, uh, and then you see what? there are braziers uh, lighting the room between tall columns, as well as several windows letting in red light. Uh, and at the back of the room is this wall of glass, a giant window, and in front of it, on a platform, on this throne of bones, is Glad Roselle. Uh, the shadow guards from the door escort you to the Glade home table uh, near Iron Deep and Hill Home. Um, so you guys 
are the only elf representatives here because you wiped out all of the other ones. So you guys go over and you take your spots at the table. Down the table are some dwarves uh, at the, and at the table next to you are um, halflings. Erdan just goes, everyone be cool. Everyone be cool. Everyone are, there any, the are there any bugs on the floor? I want to find like a nasty centipede and just like bite the head off and be like, yeah, bugs are my thing. Uh, cool. Go ahead and do a nature check to find a bug. 19. 19. You find a bug. You find a big juicy cockroach on the ground. Mm-hmm. Could yes. you find one for me? <laughs> With a 19? Yeah, she finds yeah. two. So I, I pass you a cockroach and I kind of like look around all shifty eyed like a necromancer and like take a bite out of the bug hmm. and then like um, bring it back to life. Sweet. <laughs> I, I fully swallowed my bug. Because I do have anime what... dead. So I'll just like, just to like get the vibe going that right. like I'm legit. Yeah. As you guys go to sit at your tables, you, you guys bite into these bugs. You see one dwarf. Uh, the Everybody's wearing masks and purple robes. So like kind of nobody can identify each other. Um, mm-hmm. You see one dwarf looks at you guys approvingly and one half like looks at you very scared. <laughs> mm, I didn't know it was that kind of party. <laughs> I breathe flies out of my mouth <laughs> with minor <laughs> illusion. You know we don't necessarily eat bugs, right? I uh, see uh, Erdan making, also eats a bug. I'm making <laughs> the headless cockroach like dance, like but controlling him like he's like a puppet. Oh, usually people think I'm weird because I eat bugs, but now we're kind of rolling deep with just a bug crew, so this is good. Yeah, the bug out boys. Yeah. I'm sick and twisted. Um, do I? I don't recognize any of the Hillholm halflings, do I? They're uh, wearing masks. But yeah, like... they are wearing masks. Um, go ahead and make a perception check. Okay. Martha Togold, Nana Kindleaf. <gasps> Kindleaf would absolutely be in this organization. Uh, that's going to be perception, you said? Yeah. Uh, that's only a 14. 14. You kind of can't tell can heads I, or tails who these people are. Can I do an insight check as to whether or not there's any Werther's originals in the room? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> We're just Sniff. looking for bugs and Werther's. <laughs> Werther's are like the scarabs of 17. the candy world. Seventeen. They're confirmed no Werther's. <laughs> All right. Okay, Nana Kindleaf is good. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, so you guys are sitting at this long table. Um, everybody's very business-like. There's no drinks being served or anything. Everybody's very serious. It's the world's worst fucking masquerade ball. Mm. It's um, Everybody's wearing masks uh, just so they're not recognized. It's not like a cool, sexy party. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk text and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. 
Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up. They are the perfect gift and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. This party sucks. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so you guys see... Um, Galad, sitting atop his throne of bones, uh, suddenly stands up, um, and he holds his hands up, and he goes, Greetings, fellow followers of the light. Your kingdoms resist the goddess, and thus you, brave people, have stood against your kings and queens and will help usher in a time of peace when Bohemia is all ruled under one empire. Let's all give ourselves a round of applause. Moonshine, you're going to have to hold me back. I'm trying to, I'm, <laughs> I'm about to stand up. I sit on, I everyone, sit on hard Everyone, uh, give a little applause. Let's uh, play along. Every clap is pain. You I'm see? sitting on hard one and making his hands clap. <laughs> <laughs> they are two firmly clenched fists. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just the sound of two fists sitting. Uh, and Glad goes on and he goes, We have set up our hidden entry points across Bohemia and we are ready to open the gate here. My arch wizard will take care of that. Um, you see Glad gestures uh, to a bald wizard uh, on the other side of the room with pale white skin and black stripes painted uh, across his face. And Galad goes on. Since we are only using one gate to get us to multiple locations, that's where the rest of you will come in. As my armies pass through, it is your job to direct them to your individual teleportation circles. Dwarves to Iron Deep and Frostwind, halflings to Hillhome, and elves to Gladehome. Um, and you see Galad looks over at your guys' table for a long beat. I'm going to have him do a little roll against Erdan. Uh, I cast Infestation and bugs come out from underneath our masks. <laughs> you, you see, he rolls a natural four. four. Uh, he looks and he goes, you Glade Home elves are nasty. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to the Glade Home elves. Um, <laughs> and a couple of dwarves um, brought their own beer and start knocking the table. <laughs> and he continues... But with all that said, we've already run into some complications. Apparently, some of the cities have been tipped off 
and are gathering their defenses. And you guys uh, see Erdan next to you, shifts kind of uncomfortably, uh, and you guys hear in your head, that might be my fault. Um, And Galad goes, we must strike now, or we might not get another chance. Galad nods to his arch wizard. You see the arch wizard teleports out of there. Glad uh, holds his hands up again and goes, wizards to the gate. Go now for the light. <laughs> uh, and you guys see the other tables of wizards all begin teleporting. Um, and you see uh, really quickly, Erdan reaches his hands around you guys um, and casts invisible on all of you. And you guys disappear at the same time as all of these guys uh, disappear and leave the room. Nice. Smooth. Um, the only people left in the room are Glad on his throne and um, two shadow guard standing near the doorway. Um, okay, so I have a little spell I want to do on the gate, which is I have a spell called Maelstrom. So I could basically create a churning whirlpool that would make it less enticing for the monsters to try to pass through to Bohemia. Uh, Erdan thinks about it for a second, and he goes, "It's it it certainly could hold them back for a little bit, but uh, I, there's something like thirty mages down there, including Galad's archwizard. Uh, I, I think so. It's, I'll probably just get counterspelled. I think that's likely. All right, I want to minimize how frequently I get counterspelled, so yeah. I will table that idea, and I guess we'll just have to trust that Bohemia can handle a couple monsters. Let's hope that your messenger warned people enough to." defend their realm. And then whenever y'all are ready to attack Glad, I have something to start him off with. A little appetizer? Uh, A little appetizer that we can throw to him while we're invisible. I'm ready. Let's fucking get this guy. Uh, You guys see Erdan goes, uh, he looks at the two shadow guards and he goes, I can occupy those two while you go after the big daddy as it were. All right. You're speaking her language. (laughs) I would like to cast... Uh, contagion, and I would like to give him filth fever. A raging fever sweeps through the creature's body. The creature has disadvantage on strength checks, strength saving throws, and attack rolls that use strength. Jesus fucking Christ. Wow. Uh, uh, what kind of saving throw does he do? I do have to touch him, though. Okay. <laughs> um, um, he does a constitution saving throw. Okay. Um, so Moonshine, you go sneak up. I'll say... Yeah, so I guess I'll symbiotic entity, then touch him with contagion. Okay. Dope. Uh, you touch him with contagion. Uh, he's going to go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. Um, he, he has to be 17. does not pass, but he's going to use his legendary resistance to resist um, oh. one of his of the day. Um, so, Moonshine, you reach out and you touch him. You appear, this fungal form. Glad pulls back. Ah, where'd you come from? <laughs> um, suddenly, uh, Erdan... Bitch, you look sick. Erdan appears out of nowhere. Um, you see these two shadow guard uh, go to attack Moonshine. Um, he starts shooting, like, beams of light at them. They go off. I'm not even gonna... I'm not gonna roll back and forth for those guys. Great. You guys are just fighting Glad. Erdan is off fighting these two um, Shadow Knights. Um, uh, hard one. Tell me what you do. I come out of invisibility and I say, Glad Roselle, I believe you offered to suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I swing my axe at him. Sweet. You've been spending a lot of time indoors, hard bun. 
<laughs> you look paler than I do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Twenty-eight. He admits uh, it. Super heads. God, this this realm has done nothing for your for your deviated. Septum. I'm the king of this of this realm, and I'm wrecking all of your home worlds. How did you get here? Eighteen damage. God damn it! I mean, gosh darn it! What'd you say? The light. Sorry, be... I live in Shadowfell now. I'm gonna tell Theala. Twenty-four to hit on the second attack. Uh, super hits. Twelve damage. Nice. Guess what, you son of a bitch? I get three attacks now. I'm gonna swing my axe. Oh, now. I've had three attacks for a long time. Uh, twenty, not nat though. Uh, that hits. Great. Seventeen damage. Sweet. Yee. Damn, you run up real quick. Three lightning fast axe attacks. Um, he tries to get his big cursed sword. Um, full of uh souls. Uh, you see all of these moving faces inside of it. What uh, the fuck is that? Uh, you don't see any familiar ones in there. Um, don't look too closely. He, uh, holds this, waves the sword in front of your face. Oh um, shit! I forgot to. We were see... gonna, we were gonna oh. tell Harvon. Harvon, your mom's in there. Get mad. <laughs> I'd rather Moochan tell me than Lydia's, <laughs> Lydia's face uh, in the sword. Uh, I'm gonna action surge. She gives then. me strength. <laughs> Can I action surge and hit? Yeah, it go for it. Fuck you, you fuck. My mother's in your sword. Mm, 15. Does not hit. Didn't Blocks hit it with his sword. You're a little frazzled. I'm a little fucking, yeah. I'm a little emotional. Rightfully so. 27 that time, though. That hits. 13 damage. Uh, sweet. And my third, or my sixth and final attack. Uh, 21. Super hits. 10 damage. Uh, sweet. Uh, Bev, go ahead and take your surprise round. Cool. Um, I look at hard one and say, like, let's see how haste works when you're not trying to swim. Uh, and I cast <laughs> it again on hard one. Yeah. But this time. Hasty hard one. <laughs> haste one. This time, instead of Coach Bortram, uh, a spectral old cob appears. Oh, oh hell. Beautiful. I, believe, I believe in you, bud. Let's, <laughs> keep, I, let's keep it light. <laughs> can I predator handshake him? Yeah. Hey, let's kill this son of a bitch again. What do you say? I love you, Cobb. You're my best friend. Uh, you're my best friend, bud. And after I do that, I want to turn to Galad Roselle, uh, wink at him, and cast Vow of Enmity, which okay. is a channel divinity that lets me get advantage on attack rolls against him. Yeah, Fuck baby. yeah, Beverly. Love right. a bitch. Sweet. Um, everybody roll initiative. Now we're in the regular, regular round. Ooh. 13. Four. 19. Okay, so on initiative 20, our man Galad gets a lair action. You see he takes his sword and he goes, if you thought Rosaline was cool, wait until you meet Soul Swallower. Uh. Um, and he stabs his sword um, down into uh, the ground, into the uh, stone. And you see four shadow demons emerge from the floor, and each one is going to attack one of you guys. The first one is going to hit Beverly for- No. Um, uses a claw attack. Yeah, you see like one of the screaming faces uh, comes to life, comes out of the sword, comes out and takes a swipe at you with some claws, Bev, for nine damage. Okay. Um, next one attacks hard one. That is only a 16 to hit, misses, uh, takes a slash with claws, doesn't do it. Um, Moonshine, crits on you, I'm sorry, Moonshine. It's all right. Um, 16 damage, 
uh, as it slashes into you. Next one will go after Balnor. That is a 24 to hit. That's going to hit. Does a big nine damage to Balnor. That is Moonshine's turn. I want to cast Heat Metal on Glad Sword. Sweet. <laughs> Hell yeah. Drop my mother, you piece of shit. <laughs> uh, what kind of saving throw my does mom. he do? Uh, Constitution saving throw. He got a nat 20. Uh, so he resists it. You see his hand sizzles. I love it. I love the heat, and I'm going to stay in the kitchen if you don't mind. He still takes damage, though. Sweet. Um, so he takes a little bit of heat damage. Go ahead and roll that. Nine fire damage. Nine fire damage. Okay. And then I spores him, and yeah. I'm in fungal mode, so I spores him for fucking 18. Yo. Oh, and Paw Paw fucking goes, comes meow. out. Yes. Hey, you remember this what? little What is this rodent? little rat doing? He's so big now. He is hitting you for. You're about to get slapped with a lawsuit. He had a glow up. <laughs> <laughs> He's hitting you for 19. Uh, that hits. Yeah. That's wow, cool. Papa's been hitting a lot. You just got served. He has advantage because of pack <laughs> right. tactics. He's about to habeas your corpus. He tags you for nine. Jeez. Snarl him, little beast. Uh, you guys see, yeah, this this form of Glad um, is hardier than his old form, but already he is looking a little sweaty and just like, I don't like this one bit. <laughs> um, but that is his turn. He is going to attack hard one. Um, you see he rushes forward and he goes... You're undead. You serve me. I am the Dark Lord of Shadowfell. 21 to hit? That does not hit. Thank you. Takes a second attack. Not as good as you thought you were, you son of a... Uh, As you say that, uh, he slashes up and gets a 27 to hit. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Cuts right into you. He does 21 damage. Okay. You see, as he slashes into you Mm. with this sword... Hard one, as an undead of Shadowfell, you feel a calling. And he goes, <laughs> I can't believe you came here as, as an undead. You serve me. Join your mother. You guys see from the outside, Hard one <laughs> disappears into the sword as it flares. <laughs> and then um, he's going to rush forward and take an attack on, let's say, Balnor. I'm going to kill your dad. No! Uh, And he hits on Balnor. 19 damage on Balnor. Stay strong, Balnor. I'm trying, bud. This guy's a punk. Where did hard one go? It's a a goof. It's obviously a fate. This is part of his plan. Uh, Bev, that's your turn. Okay. um, Can I do an insight uh, or like an arcana check to see if I like... Know if what's happening is with this sword is a curse or something? It's it's like being a dwarf going up and fighting Moradin. He just has like something that can kind of control the undead to a certain extent. So I just get I get an, a sense that I could not undo this curse or undo this calling. It would be if you like had the sword. Maybe. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, but I'm... it also might make you evil or might make you. Um, you hear. Yeah, you hear a Pendagast go from inside the gym. Yeah, it's kind of a Dark Lord thing. If you wanted to be like the Dark Lord of Shadowfell, you could probably 
freedom if you wanted. I want my friend to not be in a sword, so yeah, maybe if that's... You wanna, if you want to live in Shadowfell forever with me, dude, me and you can hang out. A hard pass, my friend. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, I am going to run up and try and get a slash in and then maybe use a move to try and grapple the sword out of his hands. Uh, that would be an action. You got to do grapple against him. Okay. Um, it looks like the only way we're getting that sword out of his hands is... Uh, if his hand is dead. You get what I'm saying. I'm going <laughs> to attack him. Uh, I'm going to see if he still has the light within him or if he's lying. I'm going to do a Divine Smite. Sweet. I'm going to reroll that one. <laughs> oh, God. Not weighted dice. Uh, 16. Uh, 16 does not hit. Ugh. All right. Let me take my second attack. Sweet. There we go. 28. Hits. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, Bev, he is evil. Oh, he yeah. is. Right. I'm not evil. What is this? <laughs> I'm I'm not detecting any light coming from no, you. No, just normal amount of smite damage, it seems. <laughs> Galad, you're a black light. What? And I see a lot of stains. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do a third level smite. Uh, 49 damage. Jesus. <gasps> Bev, you destroy this guy. Just this explosion of holy light as you slash into him. Ah, uh, you're channeling the goddess, young Beverly. Congratulations. The goddess has nothing to do with that. Impossible. <laughs> the light takes many forms. You wouldn't know that. I'm gonna kill your dad. Uh, he's gonna take a, he's gonna <laughs> Okay, take a, that was uncalled for. A legendary action and take a slash at Balnor. Um, when he does hit... Uh, and he does 19 damage to Balnor. Um, Balnor's starting to look a little rough. Okay. Um, that is actually Balnor's turn. Oh, fuck. I forgot to roll advantage on my attack roll. Cool. Um, <laughs> dope. Um, that is Balnor's turn. Mm -hmm. um, Balnor is going to uh, is gonna attack twice. Uh, actually hits on the first attack. Six damage, does a one on his damage, um, so does not do much damage, but he's fighting toe-to-toe -to -toe with Glad, very brave. Um, hits on the second attack, does 14 damage. Good for you, Balnor, can use his action surge. Um, takes another attack, hits, uh, does another nine damage. All right, Balnor. Uh, takes a fourth attack, misses, that's a natural six. Um, and then he's gonna look at Beverly's amulet uh, and uh, get some of his health back. Get a glance, he's not Daddy B. Great. Um, at the end of his turn, though, um, Galad is going to take another shot at him um, and misses. He rolls a nat one. Um, then that is Hard One's turn. I'm in a sword. Hard One. <laughs> one day you're that... a boot, the next day you're a sword. Does that break? <laughs> Does that break haste? No. Okay. Cool. No. Nice. So hard one. You see that you are in a demi-planar prison, which looks an awful lot like Lower Galateron. You are the only thing that has color here. Everything else is gray. Uh, there is a small cluster of houses down near the docks, and it's raining. And in one of the houses, you hear people yelling at each other but there's this kind of strange echo to it. Uh, you hear a woman go, we need to go, Elias! Uh, and you hear a man go, I will not run from a fight! Uh, you go up to the window and you see your mother and father. 
but they aren't humans. They're these white spectral projections. Uh, you're not watching something that's happening right now. It feels like you're watching a memory. Uh, you also see a little crib uh, and a projection of your Uncle Red near it. Uh, and you see the little spectral version of Red goes, Look, Elias, I know I know you want to be a tough guy, but Lydia's right. We got to get out of here, man. Gunther can only hold him off for so long. We'll be lucky if he survives. There's no place for cowards and cords. Great Hall! Uh, you see uh, your father, Elias Stormborn, uh, looks a lot like you, but has this, like, um... You can't really see the color of his beard because it's all, like, white, but you do see, like, some tones of gray and black, and you see that it's, like, a dark beard and dark hair. And you see uh, Lydia, your mother, goes, Elias, we have a son. Don't you think I want to stay and fight? I'm a warrior, too, but we gave up glory when we became parents. And Elias goes, all the more reason for me to set an example for him. Warriors die on the battlefield and go to Isgard. Cowards grow old. Uh, You see Lydia grabs him desperately. When we met, you showed me how to live for the moment free from the constraints of religion. You freed me from the chosen. And here you are living for the afterlife. Come with us, please. You see Elias uh, takes her in his arms and he goes, or you could stay and you and I, we could send a few dozen of these bastards to hell. Then later, we'll drink to it in Cord's Hall. Uh, You see Lydia pushes him back and goes, if you would choose glory over your own family, then... I'm glad your son will never get to know you. Uh, You see, she walks over, grabs the baby out of the crib, um, and exits through a trap door in the floor. Uh, And you see your Uncle Red looks up at Elias, uh, and Red shakes his head and goes, Elias, what the hell, man? Uh, And Elias just kind of turns away from him, and Red leaves and follows after Lydia. And you see uh, Elias stands there for a moment by himself, gets like a little teary, walls up, walls up. Outside, you see (laughs) the Chosen begin to gather uh, and kick in the door as he lets out a war cry. Watch this! Uh, And then the memory resets and everything starts playing again from the beginning. Oh. Go with her, you fool. (laughs) Suddenly, uh, you hear a booming voice go, You didn't have to stay. Galad killed me later, you know that? If it was both of us, we could have won. Uh, Hard one, you see the widow hovering. Um, She looks like the widow you saw in Galateron, not like the spectral projections. It seems like she's actually here with you. Um, She wears dark armor uh, with a hood uh, that's covering the top half of her face. Her skin is pale, uh, but there are chains wrapped around her body. And hovering around her are white specters, different versions of herself. And when she speaks, 
They all talk in tandem. There is a strange magical energy around her. Uh, like there's these tiny lightning bolts that keep crackling as she hovers near you. And it is very clear that uh, you, you know from when you ran into her in Galateron that when she was a revenant sent to kill Galad, that she was like, she had this unnatural bloodlust towards Galad. So she has been brought back to life in these different ways that it has driven her completely mad. Like you literally see all of these spectral split personalities of her. Um, you see she locks eyes with you and instantly you know she thinks you're uh, your father. She thinks you're Elias Stormborn Sr. Uh, and she gets ramped up and she goes, and then after I die, I spend years wandering the astral plane. Your god offers me a deal to kill Glad Roselle. Glad ends up dead in no small part because of my actions, but that's not good enough for your stupid meathead god, is it? Because I didn't swing the blade. You drink and you fight and you laugh while the people around Around you suffer, but no longer. You will wear my chains. Um, and you see, um, she whips a chain out at you and makes an attack roll against you. Oh, God damn it. At least you got haste. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is a 21 hit on the first attack. I st if I still got haste, that doesn't You still hit. have haste. All right, yeah. Um, hey. Hard one, you're just like holding your hands up, backing up. Your mother whips this chain at you. Um, you see, you hear like whispers of, we can't leave him, we can't leave our son. Like just all of these different versions of her kill Glad Roselle. Just this woman who's been brought back over and over and over and over again, um, who spent 30 years traveling the astral plane just broken. Um, she takes a second chain attack against you. Um, that one is only a 20 to hit. Um, so you dodge again All this right. next chain. Um, and you, uh, 21 to hit. That doesn't hit either. Doesn't hit. Missed the last chain. Uh, hard one, that is your turn. Um, okay, I throw down my axe. I'm not going to, I raise my hands. Um, Lydia. Lydia, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have gone with you. I should have left. I should have never stayed and tried to fight um go ahead and give me a persuasion check 17 17 she um starts to reach her hand out to you um and then pulls it back um as like one of her you see like one of the spirits goes that's not Elias. He looks different. He looks different. He looks different. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Um, and the main one goes, it's too late for that. It's too late for that. It's all ruined. Uh, and we move down the initiative to <laughs> the <laughs> lair action. Um, you guys see uh, the demons that had arised around Glad disperse. Um, and you see um, Glad 
once again takes his sword, uh, sticks it into the ground, and you see four beams of black energy of this shadow with like screaming faces inside of it appear on uh, every corner of the room. And you don't know what it does yet, um, but that is what he does with his turn, or with his lair action rather, that is Moonshine's turn. I am going to, I think it's foolish to keep pursuing magical efforts, but I'm going to. I get to, as a bonus action, uh, make him take damage again from the heat metal and then he has to do the saving throw again. Sweet. Nice. Um, he got a 19. That saves, yeah. Okay. Fuck. Um, okay. So he will take nine damage and then okay. I'm gonna fucking lightning bolt him. Shit. Um, what does he have to roll for a lightning bolt? Dexterity save. Dexterity save. You are your own elemental chaos. He does not pass the dexterity save. Yes! Woo! Okay. Uh, and I'm doing a level five, so that is Jesus a- Christ. Oh, 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 oh. 39. Oof, then I spores him for 18, Jesus. and then Papa's gonna go at him. Oh my God. <laughs> Papa's gonna hit. And uh, Papa hits him for 11. Jesus. I wanna hear Papa finish him so badly. <laughs> <laughs> Papa bites into him. <laughs> Uh, okay, he's going to take a legendary action um, and take an attack on Balnor again. He actually misses Balnor that time. That is a miss. Um, you go, Balnor, use the grease. Uh, but that is his turn. Release the grease. <laughs> he is going to use an ability called Fearful Shadows. Uh, you guys see from these four corners of the room, um, these black pillars that have come up suddenly... Uh, faces come out of them um, and begin letting out these otherworldly screeches. Uh, everybody go ahead and give me a ooh, dexterity saving throw. Ooh. <laughs> 21. 21, okay. I got a natural 20. Good for ooh, you. I got a roll for Papa too. <gasps> My son! Papa got a 17. Papa fails. Ugh. Papa takes 35 damage. Yikes. Oh my God, my baby. Meow. Um, this uh, necrotic head comes out from one of the pillars and bites Papa. Get away from my son. Meow. Um, also, um, they bite you too, but they only nick you. Uh, so you guys take half of that. So you guys take uh, 17. Even with a natural 20? Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm a guest. Excuse me? Uh-huh. Uh, quick question. Yeah. If I take damage, does that break my concentration? It does. You need yeah, to you roll to for roll concentration. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Actually, I might have had to do that before, but we missed it. I don't um, think you've taken any damage yet. Uh, no, I took damage from that demon, didn't I? I took nine damage. Okay. You did have to roll, but it's just roll now. Okay, cool. What do you have to roll to not lose concentration? Half the damage that you took. I failed. Heat metal's off. Okay. Heat Bye-bye, metal goes away. That's a eight. You fail your uh, con save, Shit. so you're no longer concentrating. Hard one no longer has haste. Hard one, I'm sorry. Right. I'm gonna get hit by my mom. <laughs> you guys see at uh, the end of his turn, Glad um, holds up his sword um, and points to the windows on the walls on either side of you. And uh, he goes, I don't know why you're trying to kill me. It's already too late. Um, and you see um, black smoke comes out of his sword uh, and fills the windows. And on the smoke, you see projections of some of the different cities in Bohemia. You see Gladeholm, Iron Deep, Frostwind, and Hillholm. Uh, and you see monsters begin appearing 
in mass, uh, in hidden passages, sewers, aqueducts, forests, uh, immediately outside the cities. It's uh, a trick, babe. Don't fall for it. This is how you use your light for trickery? It's not trickery. It's to take it back. You all resisted. <laughs> uh, you see Hillholm, this little hobbit village, not unlike the Shire, uh, rolling pastures, cute little farms and halfling holes. Uh, and an army of monsters begin charging into it. Um, but unlike the halflings, the dwarves appear to be ready for the fight. Uh, you see that as monsters enter the city, both Frostwind and Iron Deep, um, dwarven guards and soldiers are there to meet them. Uh, there is a lot of bloodshed right off the bat, um, but Frostwind is doing a lot better than Iron Deep. Frostwind has a bigger army, and it's harder to sneak around there. Uh, you see these giant iron dwarves crushing small goblins, swarms of well-trained winter wolves um, shooting down giants with crossbows. The Iron Deep dwarves are also putting up a good fight. But there's just, but they're inside a mountain, so there's so many more areas to sneak in and burst through. You'll see a bunch of soldiers overwhelm some monsters um, when suddenly, like an Umber Hulk, bursts through a wall behind them and begins tearing them apart. Bev, that is your turn. It's never as easy as you think, is it? It's trickery. I don't fucking buy. You fucking. These are projections. These are little movies, homemade yeah. movies you made. Oh, they're movies. It's time They're to show documentaries. <laughs> I love watching nonfiction. Yeah, I bet you love fucking uh, Ken Burns. I do. I actually kind of do too. All right, I'm we should watch a Ken, Mer Ken Burns movie together. Yeah, it's why don't we slow. watch? I'll fucking poison your popcorn. <laughs> it's all just slow pans. Uh, archival footage is boring. I scream <laughs> as I attack. Sweet. Yeah, uh, that's go ahead and make smart. Yeah. I think I'm gonna bail on trying to do anything to him other than hit him. <laughs> Um, submission. He seems to be responding to being hidden. Yeah. As you um as you attack him, yeah. um, he is going to use a reaction to do shadow slip. Um he makes you roll with disadvantage. Okay, so Who just... is this motherfucker? How did you get stronger than us? So that just cancels out my advantage. Uh why do you have advantage? Because of uh, Valve Enmity. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay, okay, cool. So you just have a regular old roll. All right. Uh 18? 18 does hit. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> So I oh see my god, him that's like, so embarrassing. My yeah. AC is Ugh. higher than yours, you fool. <laughs> yeah, because I've got this cool sword. Armor. What? That armor is just made of aluminum. You can't get higher than 18 <laughs> AC, <laughs> can <Dense>. you? <laughs> yeah, we all have that. Yeah, otherwise you have to use a shield like a dork. <laughs> 41 damage. Jesus. This picture show is coming to an end. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me roll again. Sweet. Another 18. Uh, that hits. All right. Uh, I'll just do a normal attack this time. Well, you know what? Why the fuck would I stop? I'll do another divine smite. Okay, cool. Uh, 33. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Glad's looking pretty fucked up. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I'll call. I'll call off the fight if you guys stop and just let me be the Dark Lord of Shadowfell. <laughs> this fight doesn't stop until you suck my friend's dick. Yeah, I'm not sucking real. anybody's dick. If you I was suck, gonna bite you, his dick off. If you bring Hard One out here and then suck his dick, then absolutely. No. <laughs> <laughs> you were the one who was begging to do it last time. Uh, at the end of Bal at the end of uh, Bev's turn, uh, he's gonna take a legendary action to attack Balnor. I mean, he hits him. Uh, and he's going to do 21 damage to Balnor. Balnor, remember, uh, chug, chug, if you if you need. Yeah, how, how's Balnor looking? I know he looked in the amulet, but... Bal Balnor's looking okay. He's okay. been getting attacked a decent amount, but he's 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 doing all right. Um, that is actually Balnor's turn. He'll take two attacks, um, and he does 13 damage. Wow, a true denizen of the light, attacking our small dad. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, hitting people who are smaller than you. That is. <laughs> What's that about? Back to hard one. Hard one. You are in this uh, demi plane. Uh, you see uh, your mother with all of these spectral versions uh, around her. So she goes at the beginning of your turn, so she will actually go first. Um, so she takes uh, three chain attacks against you. Um, first one uh, is going to hit. Uh, one of the chains wraps around you for 13 damage, um, and you are grappled. This chain wraps around you. Finally, you know what it feels like, you selfish bastard. You abandoned me. Um, takes a second attack. Uh, misses. Uh, other chain uh, comes at your head. You duck down. You're still wrapped around. Um, takes a third attack and does hit. Uh, she does 13 damage on the third attack. That's your turn, hard one. Cool. I'm still holding the chain, right? She's. Uh, it's wrapped around you. Yeah. Double Dutch. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> grab onto the onto the chain. Okay. Um. All right, new plan. Uh, it's it's me, uh, Elias Jr. I'm your boy. I'm sorry I pretended to be my dad. You were just you. It seemed like you were in a lot of pain, and I don't want to torture you anymore. But fuck it. Let's see what we can do. I'm gonna swing my axe at the chain that I'm holding on to. Nice. Mm. Uh, go ahead and make an attack roll uh, on the chain. Does a 25 beat the chain's AC? 25 does beat the chain's AC. Whoa, yeah. what is the chain's AC? The people 20. need to know. It's 20? 20. Yeah, 20. what I tell you? Wow, the chain has better AC than Galad. <laughs> <laughs> but also Moonshine. It's just inside. So it's hey, like guys, everyone chill. <laughs> 15. 15 damage. Okay. Um, hard one. You see you mostly sever this one chain. You um, attack it. Uh, and it loosens around you, and a bunch of the links break. Uh, you can take your second attack if you'd cool. like. I'll attack the chain again. Sweet. That's not, 16. 16 does not do it. I'll attack it again. Okay. 23. That hits. Reroll on the one. 15 damage. 15 damage. Hard one. You fully break this chain, um, and you see the widow staggers back, um, and you see one of the other spectral forms of her um, briefly takes over. Um, go ahead and roll a persuasion check with advantage. Nat 20. Oh! You've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Um, you see this other, the other spectral form that was like, we need to save the child, we need to save the child, um, takes uh, precedence over the one who kind of um, wants revenge on Elias. You see that these are kind of all different parts of her that otherwise would just be parts of her personality, but they've all been brought out into the extreme in this hell and just the fact that she's been brought back so many times. Um, you see uh, this other version of her takes over and she kind of staggers back and she goes, Elias, is that you? It's, uh, it's the little Elias. You saved the child, Ma. And then we're going to come oh. back over to the lair action, um, back into the main room. 
Uh, you guys see once again, Galad holds his hands up and more heads um, come out of those spheres that are surrounding the room. Um, this one is a frightened thing. So I hey. think Beverly literally Ooh. can't be frightened. But uh, also we get, what do we get to it? Uh, with my aura of courage, it's a new paladin thing. Uh, everyone within 10 feet of me cannot be frightened. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fully I shake my tits at him. Hell yeah. That's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I put up a giant sphere of light. Uh, a little yes. hamster ball of light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I definitely do like shake the tits, shake the ass, shake the, you know, like kind of tossing him that way. It's not a sphere. Around. It's like a, a go-go dancer cage. <laughs> Uh, Moonshine, that is your turn. All right. You know what, Glad? I've been trying all this fancy stuff, but I think that the reason none of it has been working is that someone wants a little reunion with you. And I cast Guardian of Nature with myself and then reveal Rosaline. Start making I don't even care about her. I have I have soul swallower. Oh, good thing that you don't, because honestly, she responds to my grip like a little too what? well no. at this point. I lick the sword. <laughs> uh, don't do that. You don't know what I've done with that sword. <laughs> and then I attack. Um, does a 25 hit him? Just kidding. I know your AC. It does. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are fucking. Tin can. You guys are fucking. Just Bev and Moonshine kicking Glad's ass. It's crazy. Hit him for 20. Jesus. Spoiler for 18. Papa, get in there. Clean up. Papa. Does a 10 hit? No. Misses. Uh, and in fact, as a legendary action, Glad is going to spitefully attack Papa. <sighs> Uh, and hits. That's a 21 to hit, Pawpaw. Well, he, I mean, he's gone. He, you just... That's like the equivalent of kicking a dog for no reason. You guys see Glad kicks Pawpaw as you hard know, as he can. You see Pawpaw flies across oh. the room. My baby! Crashes into the wall, um, reverts out of his fungal form, and then just lays on the ground, knocked out, barely breathing. <sighs> <sighs> Oh, you don't even know the dirty things I'm gonna do to oh, your yeah. sword, soul, soul oh, sucker, yeah. whatever the fuck it's soul called. Soul Yeah, I killed your stupid little rat. It's all sucking and swallowing with you, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. What? <laughs> no, shut up, everyone. You are. You are. You are a freak, but you are pretending not to be, which makes you the most boring kind of person. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> shut up. Celebrate your light. You're hiding it, and it's gone out. Uh, that is. Glad's turn. Glad is going to take uh, a couple attacks on uh, our friend Balnor here. Uh, hits on the first attack. Lay off our freaking pop! Yeah, lay off Balnor. 26 damage on the first attack. Ugh. Hits on the second attack. 27 damage on the second attack. Um, you see Balnor staggers, super hurts. Hits on the last attack. Uh, you guys see Galad slashes Balnor across the chest. Blood spurts everywhere, um, and he kicks Balnor down, and Balnor goes down. Balnor! At the end of Galad's turn, um, you guys see in the windows these projections. Um, you see that the monsters have begun sacking Hill Home. Um, but it doesn't look like anyone is there. 
they've destroyed a bunch of homes and set fire to farms. Okay, why doesn't it look like anyone is there? Because it is a movie set. <laughs> the sacking of Hill Home did not happen. I don't have the budget for this. You look, you straight up look at, um, you look at the Glade Home one, and you notice that nothing's happening there. And Glad's like, wait, what's going on in Glade Home? Gotcha. Why isn't anything happening? Okay, you're just going for some authenticity, right? This is something. Why would I do this? Why would I make this? And one of them is free. You're trying to deep fake us. <laughs> um, um, you guys see uh, that uh, the monsters in Hill Home have destroyed a bunch of homes and set fire to farms, uh, but you don't see any halflings that have been killed. Um, you just see monsters like overrunning the town. Finally, you see an airship land on a field across from the army of monsters. Uh, and then you see aboard the ship is the tiniest little army uh, that they could muster from this town of non-combatants. You see cannons emerge from below deck and above deck uh, is a line of nervous halfling archers. Leading them is Egwene uh, uh, with her green knight helm. Uh, you see snake fangs covering uh, the top part of her face and the bottom part of her face. Uh, you see she walks around and angrily adjusts um, a bunch of the archers. Um, you see she holds up her hand uh, as if to signal for them to hold. Uh, and then you see Erlen uh, in a little suit, a full plate mail, his red hair sticking out um, from under a helm that covers uh, his whole face. Um, and you see piloting the airship is red. Uh, and you see Gunther um, holding a spear waiting on the edge of the airship. Uh, you see as the monsters get closer, the cannons on the ship fire and take out um, a bunch of the monsters in the front line. But you see that it looks like there's just an endless charge of them that is coming towards the airship. Uh, you see Egwene lowers her hand and um, you see the nervous halflings shoot up into the air and there's a volley of arrows. But then you see from behind them a volley of hundreds of arrows. Ooh, shit. <laughs> and you see cresting over the hill behind the airship a line of high elven archers uh, shooting on the monsters. Uh, then you see lines of crick elves uh, with crude weapons charge in from behind them uh, and then above them you see dozens of birds fly onto the battlefield um, and turn into uh, humanoid versions into elves uh, the old folk circle and Meemaw um, they're joined by a team of high elf wizards um, you see Meemaw stands back to back with a high elf wizard with long blonde hair bright green eyes and a red robe uh, as soon as they realize what they're doing um, they shoot each other an awkward look and back up um, um, and charge into battle against this big line of monsters. That is Beverly's turn. So if I run to that portal, I can just jump through it to Hill Home? Um, it looks like a projection. If you run to the portal downstairs, you could maybe do that, yeah. Let's keep that portal open. Uh, I turn to Galad and I say, this is a really great movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's kudos. Pretty, it's pretty compelling, right? It's unfortunate. It's like my favorite movie, Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> Great casting. It's unfortunate that the director will meet an early demise. George Lucas. <laughs> 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 Not that director. 
<laughs> um, all right, so I am going to attack um, again. Um, I can't cast my bonus action first, can I? You can, yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, so I'm going to cast my bonus action first, uh, and I'm going to do Hunter's Mark. Okay. Which lets me mystically mark a quarry, um, and I get to add a d6 of damage to it. Nice. Cool. All right, 27 to hit. That hits. Yeah, thought so. All right, so that's going to be... Uh, I'll do a first level smite this time. Uh, 31 Jesus. on the first hit. Jesus. Um, he's looking very hurt. Okay. All right, everybody calm down. <laughs> <laughs> it truly feels like a shame to strike down such a beautiful cinematographer. <laughs> Again, I love George Lucas. It's time to separate the art from the artist. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, I have a lot of opinions about that. <laughs> I write them on message boards. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm going to use True Strike to guarantee that I hit. Oh, try Jesus. and guarantee that I hit. Okay. 27. Yeah, that'll do it. Yep, I'm going to Divine Smite again. That's 30 more damage. Jesus. Um, he's on death's door. That is... Balnor's turn. Balnor is going to go ahead and roll a death saving throw. Does Papa roll death saving throws? No. Papa just reverts to his normal oh, form. We can't do that. He's the only one who has complete plot armor. Yep. <laughs> Although kicking him is um, that cool. Was yeah. 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 I will kick him from time to time, but I won't kill him. Please add plus four to that saving throw. Yeah. Balnor fails because you rolled a nat five. Um, so that's one failure for Balnor. And then we cut over to Hard One. Hard One, it is your turn. You see on... God, you rolled a nat 20 in your fucking persuasion check. <laughs> uh, you see um, she looks at you for a second and she goes, my son, you look, you look so familiar, but... And yet it's like I'm seeing you for the first time. Uh, you see she starts to reach out to you, and then you see the chains wrap around her and shock her, and she lets out this horrible yell. Let's get you out of these chains, mama. Uh, you see the two of you. Um, go ahead and make a strength check with advantage. <laughs> 25. Jesus. And she got a, she got a 21. Um, you working together with the widow, um, you reach in, um, you feel like necrotic energy pushing against your hand. Um, you just let it go fucking numb and clench it, um, pull the chains apart as she's pushing. Um, they break away and you feel the spell break chains fly off of her Breaker um, of and chains. she <laughs> falls down, uh, to the ground. I run over and kneel next to her. Um, she grabs you. Um, she gives you a hug. She kisses you on both cheeks. Mother. My son. I... Well, shit. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be meeting you in a sword. It's ironic that Glad Roselle brought us together in some weird way. It's all my fault, Mom. It's not your fault. None no, of this is all not... my fault. I don't. Um, you see, um, she grabs you and she holds your face facing hers. And she goes... I don't know what I've been these past few years. I don't know what I've been these past few decades, but I want you to know that when I was your mother, that you were wanted 
And when I was when I was a little girl, I was raised with the chosen. I was in a cult. I was excited to experience a happy childhood through you. I was I I love you, Elias. Uh, I love you. I love you too, Mom. Uh, she gives you a hug and she goes, I just I wanted I I wanted to experience uh, teaching you how to sword fight, how to how to ride horses, how to gods, we we could have had so much time. It's alright, Ma. I I never learned how to sword fight, but I can swing I could swing a hammer, I could swing an axe. Uh, she shakes her head and she goes, God, you're just like your father. Uh, I've also been eating horses instead of riding them, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, yeah, you see she looks at your translucent skin, she goes, What you're you're cursed. You're dead. You're like yeah. me. Tell you what, you you saved me. Whatever you were for all those years afterwards, you were a good mom. You saved me. I got myself killed. This isn't your fault. Uh, you see, she looks off into the distance and she goes, "We've all made mistakes, Elias. I I don't know how much of that." You saw um, these memories you're playing from the beginning to the end, and then it started a little bit <laughs> right. in the beginning. So you saw, so, yeah. you saw it like one and a half thing. times, yeah. one and a quarter times. Mm-hmm. Right? I'd on. give it a zero percent on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes if I'm being honest. <laughs> no, your your father, um, you know, he was a he was a complicated man. I think in his dream world, we're all one happy family in in Cord's Great Hall. But you know, there's more to there's more to life than you know, drinking and fighting. Is there? <laughs> uh, she nods and she goes, I I wish I really wish we could have spent more time together. Uh, you got a lot of, you got a lot to teach me still, Mom. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm dumb as hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she looks out. So you guys are in um like a strange version of Lower Galateron. Um and you look out onto the sea and um she's looking around and you guys are standing there in the rain And she goes, the strangest thing about all of this, about you being here, is that it only started raining when you got here. I remember this day. And I remember being so angry because it was such a beautiful day and such an awful thing happened. Uh, And you see a crack of lightning in the distance. I think we're not alone. Uh, hard one, go ahead and make a perception check with advantage. Oh, well. An 11. <laughs> Real middle of the road. <laughs> An 11. Um, hard one, you see, um, as there is like the crack of lightning, you could have sworn you saw in the deep distance Moonshine and Beverly fighting Galad just for like a flash. What's way out there, Mom? I don't know. Should we find out? If you got a way to get there, let's go. Um, you see your mother grabs you, um, and she jumps and begins flying towards where the lightning bolt was. Uh, and My mom can fly. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that is back up to Moonshine's turn. Moonshine, you see in Glad's sword, you see um, Hard One's face and the widow uh, like reaching out, like getting close to like getting out of the sword. That is your turn. Glad's looking fucked up though, right? He's super fucked up. Yeah. All right. First, I'm going to healing word Balnor. Sweet. Balnor pops back up. Nice. Uh, and then I am going to spores him for 18. Okay. 
He is so fucking close to death. But wait, every, okay. All right, but I'm, I, well, okay, actually, I want to hear what you have to say. Maybe okay. I am here to bargain. All right, everyone. Uh, okay, what if you were the Dark Lord of Shadowfell? Why would I, I want just that? leave? I am we- I'm wearing the previous Dark okay. Lord of Shadowfell yeah. as a belly chain Yeah, it's right a pretty now. shit freaking job. You could just end up in a belly chain. Yeah. <laughs> I'll suck your dick. My dick? Your dick, yeah. <laughs> I'll suck your belly chain. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Actually, yeah, could you suck my dick? And I put Rosalie between my legs. <laughs> I got two ones because I roll with advantage because of uh, my guardian of nature, but because of Elvin accuracy. Nice. Come hey. on. I got a 15. 15 oh, does, me. does not With all those hit. fucking rolls, I did not fucking do it. Um, at the end of your turn, um, Galad is just going to swing wildly at you. Good, don't don't make me. me suck, Rosaline. <laughs> he rolls a nat one. You see, he does pissed. that mean he he's, nicks he's, his tongue on Rosaline and does? He's pissing himself a little bit. <laughs> um, that is Galad's turn. Okay, he's going to try to use this skill called Shadow Step, but to do that, he needs to get to one of the corners. So he starts running. Um, Bev and Moonshine, um, you guys get uh, you guys get opportunity attacks on him. Let's whack this doofus. Uh, 25. Moonshine, as as Glad tries <laughs> to run back to escape. You Rosalind sh- is still like a dick between my legs. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ride it like a horse towards yeah. it. <laughs> Moonshine, finish him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna um, reach my hand towards the widow's hand. Moonshine, you reach your hand out. Um, there's like this mini spectral version of the widow's hand. Um, you grab it, it turns into a real solid hand and you <gasps> fucking yank the yes. widow and hard one out of the sword. Um, and Galad is just staggering on the floor and falls down. Wait, no, I'll suck everyone's dick here. <laughs> don't, don't listen to him, he doesn't hold up his end of the bargain. <laughs> Wait, everyone? Um, Harwan? <laughs> Uh, Mama Hard One, I, I don't know. I got leftovers. You think you can finish it off? <laughs> Hell yeah, Moonshine. <laughs> I put my head, my forehead against Moonshine's. Um, I'm gonna I twirl my axe walking towards Galad, and then I want to flip it back towards my mom. Oh, Ooh. I should have done this a long time ago, Mama. Uh, you see, she catches the axe. Um, she starts walking over towards Glad, and Glad goes, "No, no, hang on, all right. I'm the Dark Lord of Shadowfell. I can do whatever you want. I can free you from your contract to let you go. Just please don't kill me." Uh, you see, uh, the widow has Hard One's axe. Uh, goes up to him uh, and goes, "You're wrong. I'm the Dark Lord of Shadowfell." And she. <gasps> Shops collapse. Oh. <laughs> wow. My stomach sinks, but I start slow clapping. <laughs> I bend a knee. See? I absolutely bend a knee. <laughs> head rolls on the ground. Uh, you see the widow grabs um, Soul Swallower off the ground. What a stupid name. We're yeah, going to rename this. Yeah. That. I can get a list to you. Um, you see, uh, she. You have a like a baby names book, but for sword <laughs> names. <laughs> Any good adventurer does. Uh, you see, she raises the sword over her head and begins projecting to all the monsters of Shadowfell. Um, hard one, uh, you are once again transported um, to the Black Void, 
that you saw in your vision, just blackness. Oh, see you later. And this giant red portal, this arcane gate um, with hordes of monsters on both sides of it. Um, And you see the widow looms over uh, and she goes, glad Roselle is no more. Your work here is complete. All those who wish to be at rest, drop your weapons and I will grant you peace. Um, You see, uh, you guys can see like Moonshine and Beverly outside watching the projections across the wall. Um, You see in these battles, monsters begin dropping their weapons and then disappearing. Um, You see the various armies of like elves and dwarves and halflings look super confused, but then start cheering. Uh, Just super excited. Now that's an ending. Uh, And then snap. Hard one, you appear uh, back in this great hall uh, with the widow and all of your friends. You see Erdan has just finished his fight against the two shadow guard. They were tough foes. And he goes, oh, how, how did everyone else's fight go? Good? Uh, uh, I mean, better than expected? And you see um, in the corner, um, Papa's like teetering. He oh, was like conked uh, out and he turns over. I pour all my cure wounds into my little man. <laughs> you run over oh, and here. you, Papa is like really Papa. playing. Papa is. Well, first off, Papa crit, but now he's, <clears throat> now Papa got to get. Papa's oh. playing it up like a little kid that like falls and you can tell that they're not actually hurt, but they're <laughs> crying to get attention. It's fine. I'm feeding him all the popsicles <clears throat> he, he wants. <clears throat> Papa's just. <clears throat> Biting so many popsicles. Mom, I'd like you to meet my friends. Hi, Mrs. Hardwan. Hi. We kind of met once before, but it's nice to meet under much better pretenses. Um, You see... Congratulations on your coronation. You wear it well. Yeah. Uh, She laughs and she goes, I've been taking a lot of orders from gods and I'd like to be one for once. Well, you stepped into it quite naturally. <laughs> uh, she brings you guys all in for a big group hug. And Hi. that's where we'll end our session. Oh! 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 My mom's oh. a dark lord. Uh-huh. Yay! I think right. it's badass, though. She she took that like without hesitation. Yeah. She yeah. wanted it. I was, as Moonshine was thinking... Huh? Is there a world where I could become the Dark Lord and I could bring some hospitality to Shadowfell? I was so about I don't becoming see the Dark it, Lord too. I don't see it as necessarily a bad thing. I, I agree. I feel like it's. I'll talk about it on the short rest. Yeah. It feels almost like getting over a parent's divorce. Yeah, You're like, right on. Oh, this actually yeah. is better for her. I yeah. guess cool. I just don't know what her platform is, but like, <laughs> uh-huh, we'll get into uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Right? She's definitely got it. She's. It's a runoff against Pendergreens for uh-huh. sure. <laughs> you're, you're, gosh, have we not considered me? <laughs> I know we're gonna talk about it on the short rest. But I really like how complicated your parents' relationship was. Yeah. Me too. That was crazy shit. I really, it's funny to play it too, because like I'm, I just like a kid saw it through like an ideal filter. Yeah. Really Some nice spice. Stuff. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Viking style. Yeah. Wants to die in battle. Yeah. yeah. Give me a good death, yeah. like pulling my heart <laughs> from my anus. <laughs> Blood eagle me. Oh, yeah. Um, Cool, guys. Um, You can listen to us talk about this episode over on The Short Rest. Go on over to patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. Um, Sing it before the P-O-D. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I love P-O-D, man. Yeah. Everyone chill out with love and P-O-D. Guys, um, (laughs) no more. No more P-O-D. We are. No, everyone. (laughs) You said P-O-D again. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Guys, we have a bunch of live shows coming up September 10th. We are in Atlanta. Batland. 
does. Shout out Harwan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> September 11th, we're in Philadelphia. Sillydelphia. Mm. Shout out Bev. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> September 12th, we are in New York. To Crew, New- crew York. Oh, yeah. York. Very good. New York. York. New York. Crew York. New York City. Let's crew York City. <laughs> um, September 13th, we're in Boston. And Boston, you got to remember to do it. Yeah, <laughs> unrelated to the pod. And September fourteenth, um, we are in Pittsburgh, aka Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, guys, you can get your tickets now over at nadpod.com slash live. Uh, we got some other things to plug, guys. Check out our uh, uh, sketch show, me and Emily sketch show. It's called Hot Date. It's available Ooh, on Netflix. Yeah. You could also get our book. It's called Hey You Up, How to Turn Your Booty Call into Emergency Contact. Ooh, available on Amazon yeah. and on Audible. Caldo, what do you got this week? Ooh, please go check out Cartoon Hell. It is a two-season series that I did with my friend Nathan Yaffe and some other Drawfee illustrators. It's a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of episodes with a lot of great guests. Sign up dropout.tv slash Drawfee. Uh, Jake, what do you got? Uh, you know what? I'll plug HeadGum. HeadGum.com. Mm. Check okay. out all of our podcasts. None yeah. of them are as good as this one, but some of them come wow. close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's an awful oh, thing for the founder yeah. to that say, was right? Once. Really, I, that made me feel really good about myself, though. I'm <laughs> well, sorry. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for pumping us up, Jake. <laughs> uh, guys, follow us on Twitter, at CHMurphysMe, at CallThesCaldwell, at expert is Emily, and at Jake Hurwitz is Jake, and tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. I'm kind of sung out. I sang a yeah, lot Yeah, I did a little we bit. Are, we yeah. are. The youth of the nation. I still got it. We are, we are. The youth of the nation. I'm tired now. It's the end of the show, everybody, and that means we need to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. Y'all so good to us. Starting with Brad D., the only pebble pot that isn't craven, talked to Denny out of a panic attack during a particularly scary part of Moana, the soundtrack. Denny still won't watch the movie. Jay Loma, 72, a.k.a. Steelbreaker, Hard One's Jimspiration, Felt glad summoned to all monsters, but only because there's such a monster in the gym. Dylan B, a sword-wielding wizard surrounded by a floating army of blades at all times. You better believe people respect Dylan's personal space. Danny P, Bohemia's resident artist, painted Hard One's senior portrait at the Dwarfenage, painted the Iron Deep flag upside down in the background, however, as a subtle political statement about corruption amongst the bronzed beards. Spencer Caskbrew, patron elder of libations, ale maker to gods and heroes of Bohemia alike, makes a Shadowfell Saison from Shadowfell Barley and Nightmares. Beardman Dan, the longest beard in all of Bohemia. The shortest temper, though. Keep it cool, Beardman Dan. Scott D, also trapped in the sword and constantly reliving the story of Hard One's parents, but has never met either of them, so thinks it's just a repetitive movie. Hermes W, the Bat King, keeps killing all their sons because of a prophecy that they would be de-winged by a bat prince. Spartus helped make the portal to Shadowfell, but only because they were told it was part of a new low-cost public transportation initiative. Adam R, the R-rated assassin, taught Moonshine how to rip a still-beating heart out through so much chaos. Danielle, the dastardly dame, hopped through the portal from Shadowfell, but only to wet Willie Erdan, then hop right back. Hugh C, a.k.a. Haldor Frostback, MVP of the Giant Wars, crewed on the SS Stormborn and fought alongside Elias and Red. If Hardwon had looked closer, he would have noticed Haldor Frostback in the background of his parents' flashback, picking his nose. Daniel Yu, a.k.a. Multifor, the many-faced magician, gives Sephora employees a heart attack whenever they enter. Jordan DJ, legendary DJ of the realm, currently working on a funeral dirge remix of Strike True, because... 
Galad's dead, baby! Jeffrey S., Lord of the Fjord, born of the sword and fan of Bjork. Jeff actually owns a swan dress identical to the one worn by the Icelandic songstress. Cutter W., a high elf dandy turned quick architect, recently built some amazing waterfront properties in a mangrove forest. John S., a.k.a. Schubert the Mushroom, single-handedly saved Cragwater from Galad's invasion. Ryan M. Hardwan's Ram, who, while being devoured by Hardwan, became a rampire, always trying to drink the blood of other rams, so now is super unpopular amongst the rams. What a cruel fate. Elena C., Lydia's bestie in Shadowfell, has been instrumental in helping Lydia to forget Elias. Do you, girlfriend? Michael McD., head mixologist at the Blue Mana Inn, currently running a drink special for anyone who comes in with Galad's head keychains. Andrew M., an obstetrician to all the pregnant stray cats in Bohemia, so pretty much the most heroic hero in a land of heroes. Victor T. Balnor's boy whose loving dad was ripped from his family and transported to another world via portal. Wait a second. Who is Balnor really working with? Justin I., the Uber Eats delivery man that Pendagast abducted to play Mario Kart with him so he doesn't get so lonely. Jacob C., a Frostwind necromancer who absolutely fapped to moonshine eating bugs when they got home later that day. Elena M., an evil necromancer who bullied Erdan in school for being a good necromancer. McBucks, the amazing codemaster who programmed our website, also invented the Lord of Shadowfell's sword that swallows and tortures souls, but again, meant for it to be more of a bug extermination thing. Earl and Kathleen L., a couple who, like Lydia and Elias, are reliving one moment over and over inside Galad's sword, but luckily for them, the memory that's replaying is this delicious seaside meal they had in Italy. Jive G, a wooden puppet that came to life Pinocchio style. Their alignment is good, but they're so creepy that everyone just assumes they're evil. Jostrich, the jock ostrich. Most ostriches can't fly, but Jostrich is so buff they muscle their way into the air. Daniel R, Ram Daniel's evil twin, thinking of teaming up with Ryan now that Ryan has become a vampire. Jennifer V, has a V even more vicious than Cobb's. Their secret? Squats, actually. Look out, Bev, you're working on more than just your butt. Distancy, the blacksmith who crafted Galad's sword and ironically the first soul to get trapped inside it. To be fair, Destin charged way above market rate. Devin B, the bodega lord, if you're ever on your way to a party and forget to buy beer, make a wish to Devin and their store shall appear. Sergio Salazar, Solomon Zacharias de Sequani, seventh of his name, a sexy Peruvian snake folk with sweet snake patterns on his skin. Just between you and me, Sergio's tongue isn't the only thing that's forked. That's right. I'm talking about their tail. They split it so they could put twice as many cool rings on it. Michael L., Red's more successful sibling. Michael owns an entire fleet of airships, but don't worry, they hate their life just as much as Red. Sam H., Alanis' dealer, currently crashing at Alanis' place while she's away and somehow managed to find a way to get her robots high. Trele, the crayfay who loves to bray. That's right, Trele polymorphed into a donkey and is hee-hawing up a storm. Aaron G., master of the banishment spell. If you can't find your card keys, chances are Aaron banished them. Or they're on the dresser. Odds are about 50-50. Jory S., a jacked wizard. Jory may not know power word kill, but their power clean is killer, so it evens out. Alucard, a reverse Dracula. Alucard has a perfect tan and can never get sunburnt. 
The moon fucks them right up, though. Baby Doc, the only doctor to ever perform their own C-section. They were still learning the alphabet at the time, so they just called it a me-section. Adam H., the most rebellious bullywug in the swamp. Adam once drank an entire bottle of Coke and only flosses four times a day. Ryan, hard ones ram. Upon Ryan's death, their wool was donated to the shells of Grimhawk, who used it to make some incredibly unappetizing <laughs> mashed potatoes. Big Buck, pregnant elk moonshines elk and baby. Currently on a quest with a group of horned animal adventurers known as the Band of Caraboobs. Richard F., after falling off Mount Galateron, they were reincarnated as a deep gnome. Upon realizing this, they willingly threw themselves into the Cragwater Abyss. Richard X. Machina introduced the Crick to toilet paper, or as the Crick folk call it, ass napkins. Troy McSee, an anti-paladin ch- uh, charged by Ilsaid himself with the most important task in all of the Nine Hells, pretend to laugh at Akarat's jokes. Cannibalistic Cthulhu. Fortunately for our heroes, Cthulhu is allergic to humanoids. They tried them once and barfed ink out of their face tentacles all night. Sam L., a halfling who opened Hillhome's first leaf dispensary. They also sell CBD oil, weed, lambus bread, and arcane gummies. Dom R., a soda genasi. Dom recently started dating a whiskey genasi and has basically blacked out for a month straight. Josh S., the revived cyborg version of Josh the Kobold. Josh eats the same meal every day, steamed broccoli and a lean chicken breast that's been absolutely trenched in WD-40. Blitz Big Dmitri, owner of Dwarger's Big Burger, Dmitri just brought back the Big Rib, which is a single raw dragon rib that costs 4,000 gold. Caleb Storm, cupbearer in Cord's Great Hall, also bearer of Cord's airborne tablets for when Cord feels a tickle in their mighty throat. Nicholas C. has starred in every single movie ever made in Bohemia. Currently on location at the Crick, film the movie adaptation of the hit musical Mima Mia. Mike H., the plumber of Iron Deep. When Hard One dug deep into the mountain, he actually broke a bunch of Mike's pipes and wrecked all the toilets. Hard One then promised to become Mike's apprentice as punishment, but then fled for Moonstone the very next day. Kevin S., a dragon who got tired of adventurers trying to steal their gold, so they started hoarding adventurers instead. Basically a landlord with wings. Matthew E., an Esri scientist who invented a vapable version of Crickwater. It killed 37 people in one day and was instantly banned. Samuel B. owns a familiar shop in Hillhome. It's like a pet store, but all the animals can comprehend human language. Tilford G., author of the hit children's book and movie Elfgar Goes Punch, also wrote a cookbook entitled Alanis Gets the Munchies. Guardian of Light, Zack H., Bohemia's only keyblade wielder. Zack never loses their blade because it's attached to a bright pink lanyard that is seven feet tall. Curtis S., a lazy dwarven daddy that always stays inside the hammer. They're currently binging the Sopranos, though, so who can blame them? Colton B., a very confused dwarf who thought that the Grey Barbers was an eyes-wide-shut situation. Currently praying no one asks if they know any magic or about the whip they brought. Jens Christian T., a famous Trinivalian blogger who recently featured Jens Lindell as the geek of the week in a horrible smear post. Gage M., a mighty dwarger who can defeat any giant rat in battle, then invite their friends over to a barbecue it later. Aaron C., Mama's Papa, not to be confused with Papa, Mama's young, and Mama's Papa is Mama's dad. Montana Monarch, the royal leader of the majestic butterfly folk, natural-born enemies of the nannerflies. Ellen D., the fiercest woman in Bohemia, a 12-foot-tall Amazon. Ellen makes hard one look like Bev, and Bev look like Schubert. 
TJ am the gnome barbarian whose brethren were savagely murdered by the band of boobs in Cragwater. Fucker was the heir to TJ's royal house, and TJ promises the last thing Moonshine will ever hear is tee-hee. No way, no RPKB, R2-D2's less helpful cousin. RPKB can't fix an X-Wing, but they can call Pizza Hut for you and order a pan pie. Taylor S., a.k.a. Trask the Traveler. Trask has been all over Moonstone, from the Hungry Trout Tavern all the way out to where the bay meets the swamp. Come to think of it, that's actually not very far. Get out more, Trask. Anime Intellect, the highest ranking member of the Akatsuki, which besides being a Naruto, is also very much active in Bohemia. Jolo Dolo, Kid Kobold's mentor, about whom he's written many songs. Joshua C, mortal enemy to Joshua B. When the sun sets on this world and the blood moon rises, Joshua C and Joshua B will meet on the battlefield to determine the fate of the world. Larissa J, sang the Billboard Top 10 hit Song of Rest, which peaked at number three and gave everyone listening on their radios an extra hit die during their short rest. Dylan CM, the wannabe DM. Dylan was struggling with an encounter, so to up the ante, they jumped over the table and physically attacked their players. That's not allowed, Dylan. Kelvin Noodles, the pasta elemental, the only elemental that will sprinkle Parmesan cheese on you while screaming, let me know when to stop. Be money, Balnor's hip hop alter ego, Balnor's remix of Mad World Bag World is a bop, so be on the lookout. Andrew A., the tiniest little dwarf at the dwarfenage would be cute if they weren't constantly in fear of being eaten by one of the many rats. Jay, legends speak of Jay's coming. When the god's rain comes and drowns the land, the ocean will rise and consume the earth. Then there will be only Jay. Heartless Master. Despite their name, Heartless Master is not cruel. They're simply a master at being heartless. Their heart fell out, and they're doing great. CC Lulu, owner of a popular clothing chain in the Nine Hells called Lulu Demons. Paul B., Akarat's assistant. Paul is to prep the hollow bodies every morning by ironing their clothes, moisturizing them, and, of course, maintaining the ritual that damns their souls to hellfire. Barnsonator, the strongest barn in all of Bohemia. What does that mean? Hell if I know. Shane M., a wrestler down at the Crick who went pro and is off to Iron Deep for their big debut at Dwarger Slam, the pride of the Crick. Yasmin, a bone dog that is the arch enemy of Erdan's cat Bubbles. Bubbles always gets away, though, because Yasmin is frequently chewing themselves. Trigger Happy, despite their name, Trigger Happy practicing safe gunslinging and even hosts a safety course down at the Crick that no one has ever attended. Eric G. taught Renee everything he knows, a high elf dandy of the highest taste. Jackalope Oddity, lead singer of Barf Rat, Pendergreen's favorite new metal band. Zach C., master of the counterspell, annoyance of everyone across Bohemia, the Feywild, Shadowfell, and honestly, the real world. Aiden R., the firstborn child of the high elf king of Gladeholm. Unfortunately, elves live to be like 1,200, so Aiden has to wait a while. Jeremy R., the bartending assassin for the SS Stormborn. Jeremy has killed many enemies by luring them with a poison drink and also killed many friends by accidentally serving them a poison drink. L.E.K., the Werther's Wizard, can summon Werther's Originals at will. Luke H. rides a motorcycle around Iron Deep, which is essentially a big cave, so everyone gets super sick from the fumes, but man, is it sick. Ritterin, Kaka's new master. Kaka cries nightly for his old master. Ritterin has taken to wearing a prosthetic beard just so the 
poor bird will accept food from them. I'm hopeless, a down-on-their-luck adventurer who joined the Chosen only to gorge themselves on expired milk. When I'm hopeless started puking, the Chosen banished them for not being able to digest the mother's milk. Timmy R. After teabagging Pendergast in college, the future Dark Lord sharpied Timmy in their sleep. Timmy walked around campus with a Pendergast owns brand on their forehead for a semester. Alex M., a lawn gnome who fights with a pinwheel and has a pink flamingo as a mount, they also take long rests in a lounge chair by a kiddie pool. Cassandra MHP, a.k.a. Cassandra Max HP. Cassandra's HP is so high, they don't even think twice about adding a second patty on their burgers. High cholesterol ain't no thing when you're never gonna die. Cody John H. also lives in a sword, but unlike Hard One's mom, is really taken to it. Cody put a throw rug down, bought some votives. It's real nice in there. Aaron R.S., Jens Lindell's landlord, on their way to deliver an eviction notice because Jens is absolutely violating his lease by allowing five people to live in there. Lucas B., a drunken monk who is especially lethal because they are too buzzed to play darts. Do not walk within ten feet of Lucas. They will pierce you with a dart. Reuben A., a Reuben sandwich. Reuben may look like an ordinary Reuben, but if you even sniff Reuben's spicy mustard, you're going to have to make a constitution saving throw because that shit is dank. Jordan L., a tuba player who performed at Gemma and JV's wedding. Their first dance with a ver- was a very uncouth grind makeout session that went on for what felt like 11 songs. Laura S., a boot who was Handy Andy's first love. For a time, they were the it couple of Bohemia. Seem gallivanting around town hand in hand, or rather, hand in boot. Jay Parker, the first player to hit a so-so sick trick playing the giant shredder game at Smuggler's Bounty, immediately celebrated by setting the record for chugging the most scorpion punch bowls. That record still stands today, one and a half. Austin C., the Jester Mage. After watching the security crystals to the maze he helped design, he saw his brother and a group of his friends stumble into the maze, watching them activate every trap, obliterating his minotaur and hearing, hey guys, there's spikes in the water, and waking up his hydra. He now has to figure out a way to stop them from destroying all his playthings, yet there's so little knowledge. This is only the beginning of their adventure. The tricks have just begun for these kids. Austin M.R., a.k.a. the butcher known as Bonesaw. Austin will carve up their foes and also slice their friends some cold cuts, but be sure to thank Austin. If your manners are bad, Austin will kill you with a Bonesaw. Just a pissed off Triss, a.k.a. Touch It. The original Triss is the only Triss who felt like the Bear Princess music was more than derivative. He literally plays Steve Aoki, guys. Kaylee Elise, the honey queen with a heart of gold. Kaylee invented the saying, get the honey, and has since gotten rich off of licensing it to honey goblins. Get the money, Kaylee. Dave J, Bellin the Bard, a traveling bard that witnessed the Moonstone Massacre and decided to follow in the wake of the Band of Boobs, chronicling their exploits and interviewing the few witnesses left behind. Currently sincerely irritating hard one with their catchy little Captain Casper's friendly ghost ship ditty. Kevin, a traveling doggomancer giving out doggies, almost gave one to Erdan till they spied Erdan's skeletal cat and thought better of it. Devin W., a half-orc who fights with a spork and guessed what their shield is? That's right, just a regular shield. Chris H., also running to become the Dark Lord of Shadowfell, has no chance of winning but is hoping to make a name for themselves by gathering some of the protest vote. Chenoa B, front person for the heavy metal band Power Word Kill, recently had a truly savage show where the entire audience died during the encore. Nick S, a.k.a. Old Crick Nick, the strangest guy at the Crick. They use coins instead of leaves and truly has not been able to buy groceries in their entire life. Coins just aren't accepted here, bud. 
Sam H., a barbarian barista who gets thrown into a rage anytime they see someone drinking Dunkin' Donuts. Sorry, Sam, but some people run on Dunkin'. Quinn G., a smoothie genasi. Quinn is purple and delicious, and their greatest fear is an enemy with a long, curly straw. Jared E., an artisanal jam maker who proudly bottles the slipperiest jam in Trinivale. Nyack is gripped by fear whenever he smells Jared's wares. Doobie Ashtray, a straight-edged tabaxi who named themselves after the one thing they would never try. Get that roach away from me. Kia! Brian, the reverse deer fawn with the body and head of a deer and legs of a man. Brian recently got a pedicure, so now their legs stand out as extra undeer-like. Dak Alpha, the drunk monk, an enlightened drunken master water genasi. As drunk as Dak gets, they are never hung over since they're constantly keeping themselves hydrated. Way to party responsibly, Dak. Her Majesty Claudette. The Crick doesn't recognize royalty, but when Claudette visited, they were given the largest stump in the Crick and unlimited hours in the timeout sack. Claudette declined. Carborough Chapel Hill FPV, a fur bulk who fights using a gnomish drill car instead of a sword. Coolest part, the drill car has a gnome in the driver's seat operating the drill. Tee Persephone, a Shadowfell monster who decided not to go through the portal into Bohemia and instead just started looting around Shadowfell. Look out, Persephone, there's a new sheriff in town. Ma Severim Ka Sevenhan, a ranger so mysterious it's amazing we were even able to learn they were a ranger. We can say nothing else about Ma Severim Ka Sevenhan, nothing else is known. And that's it for this week, folks. Thank you so much to our Council of Elders. Melora thanks you, and so does Pelor. All of our Patreon subscribers and all of our listeners will be back next week with another episode. You can go on over to patreon.com slash nadpod to listen to our short rest, our after show. We'll catch you guys next time. Goodbye, sweeties. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>